0: Hello, people. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to talk about the five stages of launching a fund and the entrepreneurship journey and a lot of stuff that I struggled with when launching multiple businesses and then eventually launching my fund. So we're going to talk about this today. This, is, By the way, I want to give all credit to Alex Hormozzi for giving me this idea for today's episode. I listened to his podcast a little bit ago and he walked through a similar journey, but I thought, oh my gosh, this would be perfect for funds. So we're going to talk about that today. By the way, if you like what we're doing, like our content, please, if you give us a subscribe, hit that bell below. If you're on YouTube, shoot us. A review on, on a podcast that would be awesome. And if you have ideas or suggestions for different types of content or different people to bring on, email us at bridger at investmentfundseekers.com. We actually do want to hear your questions, I want to make content cater to what you think. So if you get on our Facebook groups, I go live in there, all that kind of stuff is is pretty fun. So reach out to us and maybe I'll even bring you on the show, ask your question live. We can go back and forth, hear your journey of launching a fund. I actually like doing that. So hit us at bridger at investmentfunseekers.com, that email, or just find us on Facebook or me on Instagram, whatever you want to do. All right. Enough said, let's dive in to this. So, I was uh, originally, you guys know my story. I had started six businesses prior to launching my fund. And I'd started all sorts of businesses. I was doing all all kinds of stuff. And I actually launched my fund. It was a small fund. If you guys remember, it was $49,000 I raised for my first fund. It's teeny, okay? Teeny tiny fund. I can't even believe we got started for that much, but it was awesome. And there's actually a lot of funds that are small that and they make. Good returns, they do well. So, and my fund was doing these small micro loans. They're only I don't know three to five grand a piece, somewhere around there. So, with that fifty grand, I could do fifteen to twenty loans at a time, and that money would roll every six weeks into these small short-term loans. So, at that time, it didn't take me after getting it set up. I didn't take that much work to actually run the fund. And so, I thought, well, this is making me. You know, at the time, I was making, I was making like. That that fund was making me I don't know can't remember per month it was making me like four grand a month or something like that. I said okay that's you know that's not bad just for a start as like our first month and I thought well I I uh, I wonder if I could do other stuff. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have this happen is the shiny object syndrome comes in and you start seeing other stuff you're like squirrel you know and you kind of just go off right to some <laughs> some random thing and you you leave your business and so what I did the same thing a guy I've previously worked for I had built a website for him I just kind of learned it and he liked it and some other of his people he knew wanted a website and wanted a funnel. And so they started to hire me to build out their websites and funnels and do ads for them. And so I said, great. And they signed like a $5,000 contract with me. And it was five grand up front. And it was like 10% of gross sales on through my funnel. I was like, great, this is awesome. I took the five grand, I went and built the fund. I was like, oh, let's get another client. I got another client, they were doing chocolate, they were selling chocolates. We got another client, I was like, this is great. And I was still running the fund. I was like, man, I got all these, now I got streams of income coming in, right? And I thought it was all wise. And then I had a friend teach me how to do real estate wholesaling. And so wholesaling, essentially, you're connecting a buyer and seller for real estate and you take a little split, And usually it's about five to 10 grand for that. And he taught me about this and I thought, this is great. I'll do that too. And so I went out and I actually did it. I actually did a deal I got a five grand check. So I was running my fund and I was running these I was doing these little online marketing for two businesses. And then I was also did the real estate wholesaling. I was like, oh yeah, I'm making money from this thing and I'm making like a thousand dollars over here and like another twelve hundred bucks here. And I was kinda like, I'm building my empire, right? This is my thing. And I remember one day I was at Brigham Young University. I love love the university, it's great. And I was in their entrepreneurship programs and classes. And one day we had the successful entrepreneur come to class. And he's a super successful guy. And after class, I stuck around and he was hanging out and I went up and talked to him. I kind of you know, started up a conversation with him and super nice guy. He wanted to help students. And, and so he started to ask me about my situation, what I was doing. And I said, well, I'm running. Um, and I, and I kind of presented it as a badge of honor. Like, yeah, you know, I, I run this small fund. It's going well. I'm making a little bit of money here. And then I build these websites for people. I'm doing well there. And then I'm also doing real estate wholesaling. Pretty cool. You know, so I'm running like four businesses right now. So yeah, like it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And I remember distinctly, not what he said, back to me, but the way he looked at me, and this very, I mean, this guy was worth hundreds of millions of dollars, this guy that came in, you know, as an alumni from the university, he looked at me with this kind of like disgust, like, really, that's it? Like, and I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I thought that's pretty impressive. Like in college, taking credits, getting a good GPA and also running four things. And he was kind of like, well, yeah, but you know, you're doing so much like you're essentially doing nothing. After that meeting with that guy, I really started to reflect on what I was doing. And I think back to this, this five stages of the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship journey, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there, wanna be entrepreneurs, wanna be, wanna, I call them entrepreneurs, wanna be entrepreneurs. That And that's great, And I was that way for a long time. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I knew I'm like, I gotta do it, I gotta go out and be this person. And I went and started a bunch of little things and when things got hard, Like my fund, I didn't know how to scale my fund. I was stuck and I was like, well, it's okay. It's maybe, I'll just move on to something else. Step one of the entrepreneurship journey is this infatuation is the opportunity with the with the business, right? And I call it I call it getting drunk with a calculator. That's when you sit down with a calculator and you start making assumptions and you go, well, if we made this much every month and we doubled sales here and we hired a team and by Q3 of next year, like we're gonna be multi-multimillionaires. You get you essentially get drunk with your calculator, right? And uh, so that's step number one though, and that's a fun stage to be at, right? You're you're shopping around, like, man, this is a great idea. Step number two of the entrepreneurship journey is you go out and you start to develop the idea, do market research, go out, pitch, whether it's a fund, pitching investors, doing that. Remember the fund launch formula, following, you know, framing the deal out, getting the investors lined up. And somewhere in that that spot, it's kind of a sliding scale, you hit step number three. And step number three is actually doing the thing and launching the business and building systems, building teams around that, and the initial teams and systems. And step number three is the dirt, the crap you have to go through as an entrepreneur. And or as a, a small time fund manager, it's that first as a for a fund, it's usually the first six months, year, maybe 18 months if you're in a bigger fund, where you don't get a paycheck. There's no money coming in. Some funds get paid out really quickly. Some funds, it's you know you're buying upfront property that you hope to sell in four to five years. And if you're not taking a management fee, you're not making much money. And that's step number three for I think a lot of entrepreneurs is the spot where you go, well, ah, you know, I just didn't turn out like I thought, or it's just not making as much money as I. I dreamed, I'm going to, oh, there's this other business idea. I'd love to go after that. Or my brother-in-law starting a business, or I got a cousin over here doing I, I'm going to go try that really quick. And instead of going through the problem, you go on to another business. And that's what I was doing. I was like, oh, I'll set up a website for you for five grand. That'd be great. You know, and I'll set up all these little businesses all in stage two or even early stage three, and I'll get all these little revenue streams and I'll make money that way. And back to that entrepreneur that, and, and he actually spoke about this in his talk was, you can't do that. Like you, you don't see one successful entrepreneur that went out and started five businesses at once and made them all five of them work. Or you see entrepreneurs, they, they get one business and they stick to it. And even with us, we talk about in our fund, one thesis, we have one investing thesis and we stick to it. I've had actually people pitch me on other investing theses that are actually very similar to my, my fund does these seven to $10,000 loans now, somewhere in that range to entrepreneurs. They're super niche. I've had other people pitch me, Bridger, let's do, let's do these financing for like little, little road bikes. It's similar. It's, it's loans. They're short-term, but let's do them for bikes. And I'm like, no, I mean, that's a, that's a whole nother vertical that we haven't even, we haven't even mastered our vertical in front of us yet. And so, and I'm like, well, no, we're, we're sticking to the plan until it succeeds or, and, and what I mean by succeed is we're going to pivot that one plan until we gain, I don't know, 80, 90% market share in a certain area. That's how mastery I want to be on on one subject and how much opportunity there is. Cause if I keep inside of my fund and I have people talking all the time, Bridger, I want to start a fund that does real estate multifamily. And also I want to start like a hedge fund, like a trade. I think it'd be fun to like trade on Wall Street. And then inside of that same fund, I would love to like do Forex. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, and they go, yeah, can I like, can I like put all those together in one fund? And I'm like, no no you're not putting those together in one fund okay find your niche find your your and guess what it's oh Bridger it's so saturated though everything's saturated everything is saturated it's those who hit stage three and push through to four building out your your team's system and and scaling and then five being that business not owner but in, almost investor. Or I guess business owner, not business manager, right? That's where true entrepreneurship happens. That was step four and five. But most people won't go through the third step and keep hopping from idea to idea to idea to business model to platform, trying to figure out something that works for them. And I did that for a long time. And eventually true freedom happened. My my net worth significantly jumped the moment I said, I'm only doing one or two things at most. And I, right now I get pitched on so many business ideas and things that I actually, they probably are gonna make a lot of money. But I say, guys, I can't. I am focusing on one and maybe two things at once. And I hire, I have good partners that help me build, that's all I'm doing. No, I'm sorry. You have a great deal somewhere else. Like not yet, give me a year right? Let me do this for a year. And okay, if it doesn't work out in one year, maybe we just scrap the whole thing and I'll, and I'll restart. I don't, I don't mean hit your head against a wall for 10 years and nothing works. I say, give it a good chance though. Six months, a year, like go after it before you jump ship and go do something else. So anyways, that's uh, my thoughts for today. Errors that I made in my entrepreneurship journey of trying to do so many business at once, wearing it as a badge of honor to be doing all these things. Or my fund is, oh, my fund does this over here and this here and this here. That only happens when companies get massive i mean multi-billion dollar companies can then go okay let's let's launch a new business vertical until you're there until you've made 50 million dollars stick to your niche and just own that niche there's no value in, in 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 spreading yourself too thin. Now, this is just my my personal opinion, right? There's, I know there's exceptions to the rule. There's some people that can go out and do multiple things. I think for me, though, for someone like me, I said I just gotta focus on one thing. If I can just focus, I'll be successful. And the the biggest problem I have is trying to do too many things at once. So I've mentally said I'm I'm cutting out. I have plenty of business ideas that come to me. People, I mean, all this kind of stuff. People reach out to me for different business. Ideas, I say. Usually, right now, I'm like, not yet. Give me a year, right? Or give me six months, and then we'll talk. And I, because I need to focus. So, hopefully, that gives you some clarity to go through the crap. Stop jumping ship. Stop having shiny object syndrome. And by the way, last thing I'll say is this happens as well in life. People do this with with their relationships, with their marriages. You know, that same guy that dates the same girl over and over again, not same girl, but same type of girl, right? The girl that's just kind of a jerk to him or doesn't, and then finally, once he hits the, he actually has to have the relationship He dumps her and he moves on to somebody else. It's because people don't want to go through the hard stuff. So I want to just tell you, go through the hard stuff. Stick to one or two things at a time and master those things. You can be successful at anything you put all your time and attention to doing. And so why not do it? Why not give yourself... You got plenty of time on this planet. Give yourself eight months to go after launching a fund or doing your first syndicate deal. In eight months, you'll make a better informed decision. And if one of these deals pops off, you're making a pretty good income. So anyways, I got to bounce. I got to hop on a meeting. See you guys later. Later, comment below if you like this episode, give us a review, that'd be great. Also, we launched these new t-shirts. We haven't launched them yet. We're we're still getting out designs, but maybe we'll start sending them out to, to you people as well. So keep us posted. What I'm gonna start wearing them in our, in our stuff. If you like any of the designs, let me know and we'll uh we'll start producing those. We got a lot, of, a lot of swag coming your way. Okay, you guys are awesome, and I'll see you next episode. Peace. Hey, hey, wasn't that awesome? Hey, if you want to learn more about funds, I actually have the unique opportunity to sit down with a co-founder of a 20 billion dollars family of funds for an entire hour. And he did a full training on how he launched his fund, how to find investors, how to find your niche in that space. If you're interested, go to investmentfundsecrets.com. You can hop on that training for absolutely free. Listen to him for a full hour. It's an incredible training. And that knowledge actually as a mentor helped me launch my first fund. I think you guys will really enjoy it. See you on there. Bye.